Coming up in this episode of the KitCast, a projector in your light bulb. Use your gripper to give grandma a blanket. And do you measure up? So sit back and relax. It's time for the KitCast. Hey everybody, it is time for another episode of the KitCast, the podcast where we go out, find cool Kickstarter projects or crowdfunding projects in general, and let you know if you should backtrack or sack them. I am KT Data, and this is not a show without this man who, first of all, I gotta say, happy Fat Tuesday, but do not ask him how to get beads, (laughs) the one and only Drew Tyler. I will give you candy, I will happily give you candy. Look at that, look at that, oh. It's it's, it's just so much. Is is there baby Jesus somewhere in there too? It's so delicious. (laughs) KT, how you doing? Welcome to the show. I am doing good, how are you man? I am keeping up with the Joneses every day. Joneses running on, you know. So if you guys have never seen this show before, um, first of all, welcome. And, you know, like I said, you always should ask Drew Tyler for advice. Um, He's (laughs) so popular that his thesis is still getting record number of downloads. I can't believe it. There's been a surge (laughs) lately, apparently. I I know. I have a tab open on my laptop. I need to, like, read it. Um. (laughs) On there, and I, 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 can, want, I, I want to see what like thoughts and insights you have put together. I can give you the the, the five second version one of these days. It'll be, it'll be much more painless. Like yeah, pain. I want to read the whole thing and then like quote it <laughs> and yeah. see if I know uh, so many uh, years I'm, ago. I'm just gonna be like a great man once said: news media organizations need to adapt to the new times. <laughs> I don't. I have no idea if you wrote that in there, but I, <laughs> no, no, it's more historical. <laughs> Okay, guys. So, um, before we jump into our projects today, we always have some great news for you guys. And today, some really big news on two crowdfunding sites. Usually, we tend to just sway on one. But this time, we have good news. So, this is a question that people have asked, and you you don't think about it that much. But people are like, how do projects actually get launched on Kickstarter? So, after you hit that submit button... What happens? Well, this, this is good, important news. Yeah, I Listen think up. just today, I think, actually, um, the CEO of Kickstarter put up a blog post that outlines how projects are actually launched on Kickstarter. Um, and they said ever since June, they changed a little bit how how they went through projects. Before that, they would just look through every single one of the projects manually. Like there would be a physical person that would look at the project on there. So now they actually implemented there's a there's a two-step process now that happens and you at least it gets seen once by Kickstarter. The first time is actually an algorithm um and it reviews it and if it is uh it gets flagged then uh actual physical person at Kickstarter looks at it. Um but what, what's that flagging though? Like if it just has like big question marks about what it's doing or what's yeah. that? So so what it, what it does is actually looks at different attributes of your project. So this is where it comes. Like, if you're a project creator, this is why more information is better. The more transparent you are is actually yeah. better because a robot's looking at this. Right, right. Um, they're, they're, what it does is it analyzes a whole set of criteria. You know, they're not, probably not going to tell us. It's probably a trade secret just like the Google algorithm is. on there there, and they'll see how it compares to similar projects that they've previously approved and if it's similar enough to those other projects you will actually get a green light and then you'll be automatically given the ability to launch immediately or you can ask for some personal feedback so if you ask for personal feedback somebody from kickstarter is going to go back and look through your project and give you some feedback that way Um, if it gets a red light it has to be reviewed by a physical of an actual person first 
on there. Um, and then they'll make their judgment or tell you a little bit of tweaking on there. So to kind of give you an idea on the breakdown of this, since of June of last year when they implemented this, 31% of the projects have actually launched by themselves. You know, they didn't, the algorithm said, you're A-OK, we're good to go. Hmm, that's uh, lower than I thought it would be. That's that's yeah. interesting. Thirty this, only thirty one percent have yeah. kind of been green lighted. Yeah, this is what's interesting is nine percent of people have asked for help. I I thought that would have been higher. You know, especially yeah. since these these are the early days of crowdfunding. You know, the platform all the platforms are still relatively new. People aren't aren't quite sure where things are going. So I I'm surprised that not more people ask for help. Right, right. Um, on there and then. 60% of them were reviewed by a team member, which makes me go, you're probably not putting enough information out there. Um, or if you you're, you have such a brand new idea that they have nothing to compare with <laughs> on there. Um, but, you know, I, we're getting to the point where you you see a lot of big names doing crowdfunding projects. So you, you'd think Kickstarter would have a lot of information now. I mean, they have, I mean, out of the projects they looked at was 69,015 projects. So that's, that's a lot of data. That's a, yeah, that's, that's a lot of it on there. Um, and I love this commitment to it. And because in this blog post, I said, why do we put so much attention into reviewing projects? Because it's our job to make sure we're fostering a healthy community, one where every, everybody's clear on how things work, people can trust each other, and projects of all shapes and sizes can succeed. Um, I think that's one thing that people tend to overlook when they hear crowdfunding. They see the dollar bills, mm-hmm. they see the cash, but they forget that there's a community around this. Um, one of the things that I do know who um, people who I call serial backers, when they're just randomly per- perusing Kickstarter to find projects to back, they look at the project creator and see if they've backed other projects or not. Right, um, right. That, and, you know, that, that helps because that shows you that shows that you understand how this process works. You know, you've been on the other side and you're willing to help out the community too. So that's, that's how you network, how you, how you get things going. So those are some things to keep in mind. Um, if you're planning on launching on Kickstarter, um, which I am, so I should probably read that. <laughs> yes, you should probably pick that. Um, it's not that You'll long. Hear from me in a couple of weeks, you'll hear from me as we plan to launch a documentary. So I should probably plan to have it all ready to go so that I can get my green light. And or personal feedback before next week, shouldn't I? Yeah, yeah. and well, th- that's the that's the great thing. So, what you're probably going to do now is go on Kickstarter and look for similar projects, similar documentaries on there, and look for the key things that a lot of these, you know, look for that golden thread that kind of links all of them together. And you make sure you include that into your project. And look, you have a higher chance of getting that algorithm to go, hey, this looks really similar to these other projects, and they got approved. So maybe we'll give you a thumbs up. That's what I'm, that's what I'm, I'm on it. I'm on it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, our second piece of news today. This is big, um, especially for you and me, Drew, because we like making big. we like making videos. Yes, um, indeed. And if you guys do not know, we live in Utah, home of the Sundance Film Festival. Um, Movie making time. Yeah. Um, and one of the biggest news coming out of the Sundance Film Festival is that Indiegogo and Vimeo are going are partnering up to support filmmakers on that. So. You're like, okay, what what does this entail? Right. What's um, what's the shack up? What's it mean? So what this means is that Vimeo is now the um, preferred distribution platform for films on Indiegogo. So if you wonder how this is, you don't have to distribute on Indiegogo, but they they would like you to. Um, another one of the partners of Indiegogo, we actually interviewed the Amplifier guys who do right. fulfillment. This is kind of the same thing on there. And what's great about this? 
is one of the things that Vimeo is doing, and Drew, you know this, you're, you've been thinking about this, budgets are always important, right? Mm-hmm. Um, on select, select Indiegogo film projects, Vimeo is actually going to match dollar for dollar donations. Interesting. So, And it's an ongoing fund, so it's not going to be for a limited time. They're going to kind of keep that sustained. Um, and then we'll, and what happens is if they do that, you know, they may say, Hey, um, we'll give you money if you exclusively distribute through Vimeo. And I would have to say behind YouTube, Vimeo is probably the next biggest. Right. right. And it's more, more geared for professional filmmakers too, instead of right. how YouTube is like, everybody can do it. And Vimeo, they just recently launched their own on demand kind of network. Right. So mm-hmm. Vimeo, not only does it, has it been this like YouTube style, like just, you know, share your videos, but they've actually got an on demand store i think now yeah and it's actually very helpful too because they have um fulfillment and you get access to that for free i don't know how much vimeo charges for their fulfillment but you you get this for your digital perks they'll, they'll for, help you out by, yeah say for digital that's 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 good and handy um and another thing that will also help is um they're going to have a collection called indigo fund indiegogo funded films on their website hmm. you know vimeo gets 170 million global users a month so that might help exposure on your movie. Right, right. <laughs> on there. So now, Drew, are you starting to think, hmm, maybe I should go to Vimeo or Indiegogo instead of Kickstarter? Instead of Kickstarter. Documentary. I mean, I don't know. It, I don't know. Like, this is why I love the early days of crowdfunding because it's such a wild, wild west. And I like this theme that Indiegogo is going, is they're making all these partnerships. They're not quite acquiring them, but they're setting up this whole network Right. For you to right. go to and get, um, so that's you, people always ask, what's the difference between Indiegogo and what's Kickstarter and GoFundMe and all these other projects? This is what Indiegogo is trying to do to separate themselves. Like we're going to have, you know, it's going to be a one-stop shop, not just the crowdfunding, but the stuff before and after. We're going to kind of have all of that. So, um, I don't know. So, are you going to start telling your students you better go check out uh, Indiegogo? They might be a uh, good place for you get your i will i've got to look into this deeper on on the uh on like what types of films they're looking for because there's a there's a difference between student level films and indie films even and so i have to see exactly like what they're you know where the benefits land right so it's not like it's not anybody that launches indiegogo it has to be probably a a certain vein or at least a certain you gotta wow people but yeah this is what you teach, Drew. You don't it is. you don't teach people. Well, you do teach people how to make movies, but you teach people the important part of making a movie is how to tell the story, right? How to, it's all about the story. Yeah. So, so I mean, that's good. That's good news. That is great news. All right. All right. So this is what people want. They want. To, they want to see the project. So how about we jump into our first project? Um, Drew, have you ever run into this problem where you're you're a teacher? You know, you use a lot of powerpoints, right? Uh, Prezies, yeah. And like, you, I mean, like, I, I, I literally, when I was in school, I, I realized six out of the seven days a week, I would see at least one PowerPoint a day. That's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. And most of the time, since I'd have multiple classes, I'd see at least two or three. Uh, I'd um, rather dance in front of the class <laughs> instead of do. But I'd like, like, hey, watch me, watch me. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's my um, style. But. One problem you run into, especially if you're m- mobile and have to keep going from location to location, you always have to ask, do you guys have a pr- projector? Mm-hmm. Yep. Big- biggest problem on there. Um, and so what if you could just carry your own, but they're all big and clunky, right? And then you got to have all these cables and stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. our first project of the night is actually pretty, pretty cool, I have to say. Um, it is called Beam, and it is actually a smart projector. 
that you can screw into a light socket. You heard me right. Oh. You can just take out a regular light bulb and put it into the light socket and it will turn it into a projector. <laughs> this, this, this is actually pretty cool. Interesting. On there. Um, and it fits, you know, your standard projector. It has speakers built in. It runs on Bluetooth. It's actually an Android device on there and it also has speakers on it too. They're not great speakers, but considering it's the size of a light bulb, that's <laughs> actually pretty impressive. Um, I love some of these examples they show. You can plug it into a desk lamp. You can plug it into a ceiling lamp. Um, I love how they... they pro- that, that makes sense to me. Yeah. Uh, I love how they're like, you can project a movie on top of your uh, table so you can show people that way. Um, and what what I love about it is that... Um, so to give you some of the specs, it fits your E25, E27 light socket, which I think is a standard light socket. I hope um, so. On there. <laughs> um, if you guys can't tell, I'm not the handiest of persons on there. Um, it runs 854 by 480. The res- So it's not like good resolution. Well, it's not high HD resolution on there. But hey, this is the size of a light bulb. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> it's pretty impressive on there. Um, you, you, it's 100 lumens for the brightness, and you can get about 20,000 projection hours on there. Runs a 1.3 gigahertz dual core processor and 8 gigs of storage and some version of Android that they don't say. <laughs> hmm, hmm. Um, and the way you control it is just through a iPhone app or an Android app, and you you can uh, the examples they show you can show Netflix, um, you can view YouTube, you can see all the different apps. Since it is an Android device, um, you have all these. I mean, you can show Instagram, um. What are all these Angry Birds? You know, you can play. I, I don't know how you would play Angry Birds through this, but I guess, I guess you use your phone as the touchpad on there. Um, but uh, that that's what's the cool part about it. And the other thing that they've kind of done, they don't quite say it uses ift, so if this, then that, but it uses an if this, then that type recipe too. Since it is Bluetooth and Wi-Fi, it can tell if you, you know, you set it to pair um, when someone comes home and stuff. You could play a personal message or, you know, start a TV show automatically. So th- think about this, Drew. You you could just set one of these up and when your kids come home, you know, they, you know, they come home after school, you know what time they're going to be home. You could just be in your office working away like a madman on there and you don't have to do anything. They'll just walk in. All of a sudden, um, Rachel and the tree schoolers start playing on the wall and they're good to go, man. <laughs> If only I was that kind of a dad. I'm usually like, ooh, the kids are home? I can stop working and play with them for a couple hours. And then I shirk all my... No, but I love, I do love that if then this, that type of thing. I love that their example is like, if so-and-so comes home after seven, play this personal message. Like, if my kid walks in the door after midnight, <laughs> play the sound of a shotgun and yelling so her boyfriend <laughs> has to run. <laughs> I'll get you, you damn kids! Stay away from my daughters! Are you already thinking about that, Drew? Yeah, oh yeah, this stuff keeps me, keeps me up at night. Seriously? Yes. Like, yes. How, how your kids are like eight? Is my oldest eight? Yeah, no, I got like I've got, got like a couple eight more years. years. <laughs> it still worries me. <laughs> the world out there, it's a crazy world. Anyway, I love this. I think this is a, this is a great idea. I think it's kind of fun. I'm I'm a little worried that it's just 100 lumens. It feels it just feels really dim. Yeah, but it's you're a little right. dim. But I mean, it's like, a, you're trading portability with yeah. some of the features that you'd get in a full fledged projector. I mean. Um, I actually I own a projector and it, mine's like 2000 lumens and that's a little kind of, it, during the day, it's a little hard to see things. Um, right. but you, I mean, 
if you're putting this around where a light bulb is, it's probably going to actually be pretty dark. Oh, and I forgot to mention, it is also a light bulb. <laughs> there are LEDs in there, so you can use it as a regular light too, so you don't have to worry about switching um, that in and yeah, out. In the dark. That's good to know. <laughs> um, and one of the cool things on here is they it comes with this little cable thingy, and I don't know if there's a picture of it or not. Let's go um, way down at the bottom. I thought there was one. So there's a cable thing right here that has a light socket adapter on it, so you can plug this into the wall. And then just put it on a table or something, too. So you don't have to have a light socket if you have the cable thing. Yeah, you can mount it your own way and do your own thing to it. Yeah. Um, so, wow. like, I mean, I, I like this idea. I like the portable thing on there. For me, this is a back because I think it's such a great idea. And it's actually not that pricey. Um, uh, uh, what, 350 for the Founders Club? Yeah, Almost 400 370 for the earliest birds. People are going to be like, yeah, but that's the price. You know, full-size projectors are about this and getting the portability out of this. So, yeah. <laughs> mm, I may wait for it to come Am, am I just crazy? I mean, you're, cra- you're crazy. You don't have to carry around a power cable. Just, give, me a, just, give me a Pico or something. I'm fine. <laughs> this is a Pico projector. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's stuck to a light socket. Let me just give me one that I can run off a of bat. Anyway, um, I'm a track on this one. I will watch it. They are way still away from their funding. They've got another month to go with um, what another two hundred, uh, one hundred sixty thousand that they're still looking for. So they've got they've got a ways to go. I like the idea. I like how well thought out it is. It sounds like the the patents all in line. I like the mm, novelty of it almost. Like the picture that they show where there's your apps are like showing on the table below you. Some of that's I don't know. It could be fun and gimmicky, but I'm not sure. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not we, there yet. We could make those YouTube videos of the of like the projection drawings on the things and just like <laughs> move that around. We could be those cool kind of kids, you know. I do want. I do want to be one of those cool kids. <laughs> All right. Speaking of cool kids, I have no idea where this uh, segue is going into. Yeah, let's but just... <laughs> um, I don't. I don't know, Drew. You buy clothes. I buy clothes. I, I never understand these measurement things. Um, <laughs> maybe our well, next project might help. Have I got a story for you, Katie? <laughs> So this project is called On. It's a smart measuring tape to shop fashion online. So what I love about this project is that it's it's a pretty simple idea. Well, we always say add Bluetooth to everything. So this is essentially a body <laughs> cloth measuring tape that they've added a simple Bluetooth to. And so it's a round it's a round tape that comes out of that cent- that central piece there and you slip it over your head and you measure your your chest, waist and uh, hips, all the all the key po- components and it transfers that right over to to an app or to your computer or whatever it is Bluetooth. So you you basically have all of your measurements all the way along and and they're ex- they're pretty exact, but that but it's more than that, right? It's not. This is what I think I love about this project. It wasn't that they just said, "Oh, I know, I want I want to stop using this cloth measuring thing to measure all my you know sizes of my head or whatever." What they didn't just say, well, "I want to Bluetooth that and and capture the numbers in, in an app." They've actually integrated this into a lot of um, well into their into their app that that uses an algorithm to translate your measurements to common um, brands. That's the word I'm looking for. To common brand, brand sizes, right? So you can be sure that a small will fit you perfectly and, or, or a medium. So whatever that brand is, you know how – I don't know if you know this. Uh, you probably do. You probably do. I live with a lot of girls. So <laughs> – <laughs> So 
Right. So the heads and next to shoulders, the waist, these measurements, they're different in every place that you go. And so if my wife goes to American Eagle, it's a different like size that she's going to have to buy than if she goes and gets something, you know, some Kirkland brand, you know, pants off a of Costco rack. So you would say Kirkland brand. Yeah. We could, <laughs> can, can I add that is totally a guy thing? The Kirkland yeah. brand. <laughs> It's high end. It's really high end. The Kirkland brand stuff, man. It's flying off the shelves. People, are, it's classy. That's teacher salary. That's all you can get. But what I love is that they that they went farther than that and they said let's let's actually make this thing so that it so that when you go and you have your measurements, you can actually keep those measurements with you. And when you're shopping, it's not just oh wait, I'm a 35, and then go look at their chart. They've done the the algorithm for you, so they'll they'll look right right there. On your on your uh, page or on your app, you can actually just punch it in and, and it'll say, oh, hey, you're shopping at Diesel? Guess what? Your exact size is a medium. Or do you want this dress? Here's the exact stats that you need to get. So lots of things I love about this. Uh, I think it's handy. I don't do that much clothes shopping and I don't do that much measuring of myself. I'm one of those, like, if it, if it covers my nakedness, I'm good. I don't care if it's too big or too small. <laughs> I just, it's got to cover me. So for me, it's probably, you know, I don't think I'd use it that much. But... Um, for I, I think what they've done with the R&D and getting this far, I think they've really taken this idea of adding Bluetooth and integration like above and beyond. So I really like where they're going with it. Um, I've got a couple of questions, of course, but uh, what, do you, what do you think? Uh, well, I, the, the one thing I, I question, because the problem I have, if you guys don't know, KT is actually pretty tall for an Asian. It's um, <laughs> so um, that being said, my arms are much longer than the average person well not much longer but they're longer than the average person so usually i have what i call um skin cuff syndrome where i have a good maybe two inches or three inches of skin showing skin after the, cuff. with the cuff going up there um, 50 shades of nothing <laughs> on there um so i like i don't think this can measure your wingspan sure. right oh i see what you're saying because it's around it, <laughs> is around. it just wraps around i mean then how do you measure your inseam Yes, I know what an inseam is. <laughs> well, you go. Yeah. No, this is a good question. That is a good question. If you if you're doing this, then really, what can you measure except for the the rounded the round parts, parts of you, the rounded parts of you, the circles like your your head, your neck, your shoulders, your breast, your waist, hips, and thighs? But you're right. What about an inseam? What about a, an arm length? Maybe they maybe they thought of that. Maybe you push a little button and you pull it out and just hold on to the loop part. You're like. Ah. 72 when state when peach was watching the video the the something like measured out like 73 something and she was like holy cow that's huge it's centimeters i was like, I like it's centimeters it's okay because <laughs> i hadn't shown her yet that it was it was what out of italy or somewhere italy i i love it i love in their video they're like italian designed <laughs> indeed it is anyway so for me for me it's 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 a track i think i don't need it myself personally i love what they're doing with it and i love the integration and how far they're going what what's crazy is that they've, they've been working on the idea since october 2012 so we're they've done like r&d for 18 months or more and now we're you know here at the indiegogo campaign with a team of like 12 people on there and they're still planning on lots more R&D and testing and, and Android and e-commerce and all of this to go through like the next nine months. So they're, they've got a, a great timeline, but a lot, of, a lot of work has been done and a lot to go. Yeah, um, for, for me, it's a track because, okay, I, this, this shows you my ignorance in terms of buying clothes and stuff. Um, when you really only need to use this once. 
until you until you get you know taller or shorter or bigger or fatter. I don't. Know. Um, yes, I guess that's that's for you yourself. You need it once, but perhaps if you have multiple people that you are measuring, maybe if you're a seamstress, but then but don't seamstress like do custom tailoring and stuff. Yeah, they just have to measure. I don't know. I, I'm I'm with you. I'm with you. I I think it's an interesting like why as cool as it is. Well, I guess it wouldn't be just once. Like you could probably use it once a year for each person in the family. Are, are, are you saying that I'm getting rounder? Dude? Yeah, is this I your polite way it. of saying that. I didn't want to say it out loud, but you might want to. <laughs> like, you are now. You're gaining a few pounds each year. Ever since that. you started the Noms podcast, it's just. <laughs> The space ice cream stuff that you eat. Oh, and yeah. <laughs> oh, I, just, I, just, I just bought three packages of red velvet Oreos. Uh, <gasps> those are probably very good. <laughs> so-, <laughs> so you do need this more than once because you got to measure that girth. <laughs> anyway, so for me, it's a track. I love the idea. They've got a long ways to go. Um, but I, but I, I think, I think I, I like the idea and I like the innovation. So yeah, uh, seems I, very polished. Yeah. yeah. For me, it is track too. Cause like I said, even though you might only use it once, I can't say I'm an expert at measuring myself. So having an app kind of do it for me and kind of work out on all that stuff probably is a good thing. Nice. <laughs> there you have it folks. The on. All right. So, um, in, in our theme of, doing things and having machines do it for us because they're they're better at it um have you ever had this drew i i mean it was actually i it was just barely valentine's and actually yes. every holiday i hate leaving the house um people don't know about this about me but i just don't like big crowds hmm. hot right this is the guy who went yeah. to ces and walked into the tire convention floor Right, right, and launched many, many a karaoke party. And, yeah, yeah. I thought you were yeah. a party animal. The, you know, going to Comic Con and stuff. I don't like a lot of people on there, so I don't like going outside. So, <laughs> our next project actually could solve this. Um, it is called the Origibot, and it is actually a telepresence robot with gripper. So, if you guys, if you have seen the Big Bang episode where Sheldon's like, "I'm not going to leave my room ever." And he creates this little robot to go with him. That is essentially what the Origibot is. But unlike Sheldon's, this thing has a gripper on it. Um, Whoa. <laughs> on there. Look so at it, that thing. It has an arm on it. So you can grab things, open doors, and move it around on there. Um, and it's supposedly affordable. I you know, don't know what the general price for telepresence well, robots they're, are. They're crazy expensive, honestly. Like the big ones that are all glossy and they have like, because these have been at CES for the last couple of three years that I've been there and I bet you've seen it too, right? Yeah, we did an interview with one that la- last year that I'd never published, but I'll eventually publish it. Eventually. We, 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 I, I literally did a interview with one of these robots and the other person was like in Boston or That's wherever right. the headquarters were. I was there when you did that interview, remember? Because they were yes. following us around and almost harassing us. <laughs> And it was like, yeah, it was glossy though. That one was glossy. This one is bare bones and it's got its little gripper arm. But uh, I'm, I'm trying. What, what are they running? Three twenty nine, four hundred dollars retail, and you have to supply your own tablet for um, for how yeah. much? Uh, Sixty, seventy dollars. Yeah, or you could just get your own. <laughs> hundred bucks for a tablet. You can get tablets fairly cheap, and it. I think it runs both iOS and Android. On there, I could be wrong. Hmm. Um, Android. Yeah. Uh-huh. So you need, uh, yeah. you need an Android phone or tablet on there, but you can control it. Um, 
I guess it it uses a web app to actually control the robot, so you can use Android, iOS, Windows, Mac, as long as you can get on the internet with it. Um, yeah, and I uh, can you show the the uh, the uh, app though on the where's that at? Let's see, do, 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 right do, do, here. Do, do. And what I love about it is that there's actually a two way talkback since you have a microphone and stuff on the tablet. Yeah, you can talk to the other person. But I, I liked how simple this was for like dis, you know for like doing the the wrist and the gripper and the uh, the arm and the neck. It was it's just very so yeah for for all the, for all you guys listening. Imagine a web page, um, and then there's a video window that takes from the camera of the tablet, mm-hmm. and then there's a um, little circle analog nub pad that you can move the actual body around, and then it has individual switches for the neck, the arm, the wrist, and the gripper on the robot. And moving and they're, around. They're really simple. It's just like a red line through the middle of a box. And so if you wanted the neck to go or the arm to go up and down, you would just almost just push push the little red line up or down. It's very simplistic and I and I think I really liked it as you know for for a prototype and for the way that it works. And I think in the video he shows uh actually, you know, on the iP on the whatever it is on the device he's doing this while the robot's responding. So it's it's really kind of it's, it's actually cool. a fairly nimble robot i was a little worried but like you can have it go grab a glass of water and stuff um on there so like that gripper seems to be fairly nimble and i i love this one see it, it you can bring grandma a blanket <laughs> there's that one where she, they drop like a blanket or a shawl to her and then there's another one where in the video it like it just rolls up with this little pill Take bottle. Your pills grandma <laughs> which if you had something living on their own and you wanted to check in with them i'm sure that it, that I'll get there at some point, but you you know you end up calling them <laughs> often or talking to them, see how they're doing. Have you had your pills? And to be able to like actually drive something around the house without being there and be like, "Hey, it's me. I'm home, but I'm you know I'm not. I'm a robot. But let me yeah. go get these off the counter and bring them to your grandma. Have you had your pills? Uh, you'll have to open the bottle, but I'll I'll. <laughs> <laughs> no, I it's really kind of cool looking. Yeah, I, I was thinking about. It. I'm like maybe I should get one of these and put it in Drew's house. So See? when the show starts, I can log on to that and just go right, poke right. you because you're probably asleep anyway. Like, Drew, Drew, it's time to do it. The kids would be like, Daddy, the robot's waking up again. Daddy, it's time to do your show. So I do I do love how how cleanly this thing's been made. His prototype is pretty cool. Uh, I, it's And it's simple and it's, and it's functional. Like the ones that we saw are all like they've, Probably got the same infrastructure that are interior, you know, the structure side, but they've glossed it over with all the plastic parts. I lo- I love how robotic this one is. Actually, I would I probably give your wife the login too. You could probably do that. See how much she would mess with you while she's like in class and stuff. She would. She would. <laughs> she would. <laughs> like you do the dishes yet? Uh, yeah, honey. I, yes. I see them. They're still in the sink. <laughs> She'd drive it into the kitchen and pick up a couple of plates and bring them over and drop them at my feet. Hey. You just made a mess. You should probably clean that up. <laughs> so I don't know. Is this backtrack or sack for you? I love I love robots. I love telepresence. The idea of it. I I can't think of anything functional right quite yet. Well, we but, could we could wire this up so you could switch the TriCaster. That's a, that would be I, probably one like, of them. actually you could be the teacher that never goes to class. That's like why. you could teach the entire class and like you could get really good with a gripper and you could even write on the whiteboard with it. <laughs> just, just like think. Of, <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it's a back for me i love it i think it's i think it's cool i love that that it's just kind of uh hand designed and, and machined it's just really s- 
simple and and uh, industrial. I love it. It's yeah. a back for me. Yeah, for for me, it's a back too. Because I mean, I love robots. I'm Asian. I'm required to love robots. It's true. Uh, it's true. <laughs> there, but I could think of all the possibilities. Um, I, 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 you know, I could mess with a lot of people with this. <laughs> On earth, you know, just um, I was, I'm like, oh, I gotta, I gotta go out of town. Can you watch my robot? <laughs> just like in the middle of the night go mess with people um on there so those are all the projects we've had for today but it is not quite the end of the show yet people are always like kt you know how come you never sack anything so we decided that from now on we're going to feature one project yeah that is you know what we call these the the sack of the week and it's not because we sometimes ideas not be- is bad sometimes it's just the project layout and on this one um drew and i both agree i think it's the greatest thing ever but drew's like face palming um, <laughs> it is called the pot shot and it I, I think this device is actually fairly you know it could work if you have a need for it but the video on this thing is hilarious um let me play a little bit of it so you can actually hear it hello we are stm works this is our product the pot shot my friend Sean will tell you all about it. Sean just walks into the Good camera. Day. My name is Sean Murray, and this is my product with my two friends, the Pot Shot. And he said, "Good day." It is a pot stirring device <laughs> with adjustable. Um, zoom in, zoom in, zoom in, zoom in. Bring it in. That can be put on top of a pot like this and used to stir at any speed autonomously. That seems like a good idea. I have to say. Well, it's it's, it's been done. It's out there. There are self there are self stirring pots. I didn't know this. I don't. Cook. I mean, the, yeah, there's there's a crock pot that will stir itself for like fifty bucks at Walmart. I mean, it's not. I mean, it's a great idea. Something that's actually going to stir things. That's nice. They, they, it's just huge, right? If you keep watching the video, they do go and say that they won awards back in 2010, and yeah. it's like. Okay, five years from now, what have you changed? <laughs> Your ship launched, buddy. It's on there, so, so, and, no, nothing's changed. They pulled it out of the closet. Yeah, and, and the, the one the one thing that got me is they're asking for fifty five thousand dollars, but they couldn't afford you know to find a videographer friend or pay someone at least. You know, <laughs> I mean, you could get a decent video for I don't know seven hundred bucks. Like it wouldn't be fancy, but it would probably be a little I would bit not, more. I'd not be surprised if they did pay 700 bucks and they just didn't know what they were doing like <laughs> well that's what we would have paid back in 2010 yeah, i don't know because i don't know I, I i edit my own videos but like isn't you know couldn't you get a pretty fairly basic but well produced video for I, around oh, 700 bucks oh easy i most of them are like four or five hundred for a se- like what they're doing right there i would have done that for 50 bucks with a real mic i don't know <laughs> the quality of the video wasn't the main problem as much as their presence that's they weren't meant to be on camera someone should have stopped that and said hey i've got an idea let's hire the sham wow guy and put him in front of the camera that makes more sense yeah yeah i mean because remember guys your video is probably going to be one of the number one things it might be the only thing people look at on there um and kind of to add insult to injury is there is literally i won't even call that a paragraph three sentences about the project <laughs> yeah, it's it's, um, it, it's and we see this on occasion, but it's almost like they found Kickstarter and were like, "I've heard about this thing where you can tell people what you're up to and they'll donate money." And notice they only have one reward tier, and it is help us give us five dollars. Yeah, right? it's not even a reward tier; is like to be a part of what we're doing. It's just 
pitch us $5 because you want to see this happen. So it is, it's almost like they just, somebody told them about Kickstarter and they're like, well, try that. Kickstarter was like, we don't even want to mess with it. So here's the green light. Yeah. And I, I don't <laughs> understand this last sentence they put in there. It will stir your puddings and is very rugged. Well, I'll tell you, I once made, when I was very young, Divinity. And that's some pretty thick stuff. What is that? Um, it's like, uh, it's right, right after nougat. <laughs> so if you mix something a lot, it'll be a nougaty kind of gooey mess. And then divinity is, is when it fluffs up. So you have to whip it. You have to whip it a lot. I think when I was a kid, my mom went through two or three different blenders, like beater blenders, just because we burned out the motors because <laughs> it was too, too thick to, to, you know, couldn't handle it. So I bet his pot shot could have blended our divinity just fine. <laughs> And that would have been okay because it's rugged and what was already used, sturdy. Stu- yeah. Yes, and, and 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 like I said, like I think this is the idea is in the right place. It's just the implementation, <laughs> especially yeah. as a crowdfunding project, needs a little bit more work. And that, my friends, is the sack of the week. If you want to see the full video, we'll have it in our show notes. <laughs> it feels bad doing this. I, I'm I, sure I, they really put their heart. I, into I do. It. I. I <laughs> I do, but you know, I, I think it helps other it's creators. You know, where we yeah. when we break down a project like this and kind of give you pointers. Yeah, on there. I mean, it's an educational hey, thing. if you see this video, you know, you still can change and update your stuff because you still got twenty five days, and that might actually help. That's uh, just, there you go. on there. All right, Drew. That is actually now we have everything um, for it the is, show. It is done. Yeah. So if you guys have any projects you would like us to feature, actually, quick shout out to uh, Jonna. It, I think it's Jonah. Jonah, Jonah yeah. yeah, Jonah. They have a um, Indiegogo project called uh, Transhuman. Go check that out. They sent it a, a link to us. Um, unfortunately, we just you know too many good things <laughs> to, to pick. But they're they're doing a cool deal. They're trying to, to launch kind of a, a international film. Uh, they've got a great storyline, so you can read the, the whole project about the story of, of what you know in a graphic novel to go with it. But they're they're almost done filming this fantastic film and they're looking for some funds to do the post-production on it so jump over there and check out the transhuman shadow clans and see what you, see what you can do yep, oh it's indiegogo yeah yeah and, and of course links will be in the show notes you can find the show notes at kickcast.net on there um and if you have any projects um you would like to send us please send us an email kickcast at ktdata.net or you can send us a facebook message facebook.com slash kickcast or tweet at kickcast for the show or at night 20 for that beautiful man that gives out beads over there. Uh, <laughs> or at KT Data for me. We check all of them. Um, and we're kind of social media addicts. <laughs> so you can, you know, if you like the Google Plus thing, plus.kickcast.net, I check that. And of course, we always, always, always love it when you guys watch live. So if you want to watch live. Yeah, I go by, Doc, I go by Doc was with us today. Go to live.kickcast.net and our next show is March. Third, twenty fifteen. Oh. How is it a third month of wow. of twenty fifteen already? Where did the time go? That's my that's my crazy scary face. That is crazy. <laughs> Where did the time go? So I will have launched my own Kickstarter. We've done a few, but I've got a big one that's kind of like a whole documentary. We'll talk about. I hope next week a little bit. I'll pitch my own uh, documentary. So so uh, look forward to what I'm doing. How about that? Like we we may have to make a segment of the show is just behind the scenes with Drew Tyler. Dun, how dun, I dun. how I came up with all my fancy names for this documentary? Yeah, or or we could do like a private Levels. video series on there. Oh, um, that breaks it down. I don't know if you guys are interested. Let us know. Could be uh, fun on there. Um, and of course, thank you everybody for watching live. I love all of you guys, and always 
put a hug on my tab. Um, you can redeem that anytime you see me in real life. Aww. Thank you, Mr. Drew Tyler. Um, put a hug on my tab. <laughs> they, um, you know, thank you for joining me on Fat Tuesday. I know you could be just eating like crazy. of all the places I yeah. could be. This is the best. And then everybody's, you know, because I do know your students probably go, "Give me some beads." <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I'm such a respectable professor. <laughs> you are. You are. You are. That's why I love teasing him. Uh, do you got anything to plug before you go? <laughs> nope. I'm good. Oh, well, I will throw this one out too. Besides the, the, the Kickstarter that I'm throwing for my own documentary, my film, my film class will be launching hopefully in the next week or two. Just a simple, small little uh, crowdfunder so that they Ooh. will have a means whereby to, to gather a little bit of support from friends and family as they, as they're making their films over the next 10 weeks or so. And so, uh, look forward to that one too. And maybe you could throw a dollar in that pot just to help some crazy college kids be able to, you know, buy props for a movie or something. So that's coming up. Do it for the kids, guys. Do it for for the kids. It's coming. I'll tell you more later. (laughs) All right, guys. Thank you so much, and we will see you in two weeks. Bye-bye.